0: Episode 354, The Rant, Justin Bailey, part three, the return, again. Board 119 certified basketball official, owner and operator of the outfit, Ref's Corner. It was a pandemic ago since we linked up. In person and still in it, we chop it up at the chop shop to discuss what Justin has been up to, his officiating experience in Omicron, his sabbatical on social media, his change in perspective in 2022, and what the future holds with reffing, Ref's Corner and beyond. All that and more. Part three with Justin. Now. The rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury train station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800 square foot cyclorama wall studio, a state of the art recording studio. Three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by The Methodical Millionaire. Malachi Wilson and Ralph Arnola's combine forces to talk to people from all walks to discuss where they are in life and where do they want to go. Ever thought about being a millionaire? Sure you did. Do you know what it takes to become one? Join us for a -a one-of-a-kind ride to discuss how someone can achieve their financial goals, attain financial freedom, make money work for you in a methodical way. Join us each week as we drop an episode one podcast at a time. Find The Methodical Millionaire wherever you hear your favorite pods. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, part three, The Return. Head honcho of Ref's Corner, somebody that uh, I've worked closely hand-in-hand for the past three years, somebody I met uh, at Chaminade, another uh, alumni of, of the Catholic League at St. Mary's. Obviously, he's a legend there as well. Board 119 certified basketball official and also a girls lacrosse official. Really excited to catch up. I haven't seen him in such a long time. Mr. Justin Bailey, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm good. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to see you in person. Yeah, man. I never thought at the last time I saw you. You saw Fat Ralph so, so many times too, and now yeah. you see a Skinny Ralph. Yeah, person now, you're supposed to warn me about. <laughs> can you this. tell? Can
0: you tell how different I look or no? Yes,
1: yes. Like, the thing is, we spoke over text. Like, hey, I was this amount of weight, and I'm like, people always say that. Yeah. Sometimes that scale just doesn't work. Right. But you're the real deal.
0: Okay, so you it matches up to what I said. Yes. Yeah. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, every time you have some of them, like I wake up and I'm like. Damn, he posted this two hours and nobody's there. So shout out to Justin for being consistent. I know it's very difficult to, especially when you get older and during the pandemic. How has fitness changed for you uh, during this whole time? Has it been like kind of a, like a sanctuary for you?
1: So yes, because every time I turn on any media, any regular news outlet, the one thing they talk about is just the pandemic. Mm. And don't get me wrong, but sometimes I just need an escape. Right. So, I can just go to the gym or go to the park. And there's, I guess that's, that's my little escape. There's no reminder of all the bad that's happening in the world.
0: Even though everyone got to wear a mask or, yes, or something that's even not
1: that. I'm over that already. Mm. I can ignore that noise because that's just still just my escape. Mm. There's no constant reminder like, hey, the world is ending around you. Mm. <laughs> just in general, even before the pandemic, the, the gym's always been my place to escape. As I said, I turn on any news outlet, oh, there was 10 murders in New York City this weekend. I'm like, yeah. do I really need to hear that all the time? Yeah. If I could just be by myself, that's my meditation. Mm.
0: I know you're a fitness coach and you're an online coach when it comes to that subject matter. Um, when people hit you up, I, I, I just want to just get, I, I have. I just have a couple of questions, <laughs> right? Because you've been very yeah. instrumental, even though it's been kind of digital. I drink this shit all the time, man. Is this bad for me, Coke Zero? No, no. Can I just drink this unlimited? (laughs) Because this makes me feel like I got wings.
1: That's the thing, because a lot of people, everyone's a doctor, everyone's a scientist. Yeah. But to me, if you look at the nutrition facts.
0: Zero calories. Exactly. So I'm straight.
1: People get mad about the artificial sweeteners, but there's not enough evidence for at least me yet to believe that, hey, I should stay away from
0: those. Okay. So this is something you would... Not For saying me, you drink, but you would drink like yes, seltzer I, water or...
1: Yes, but even I do drink Coke Zero. Where, okay,
0: sometimes, right? Once in a blue. I say, definitely OD, but... Let's
1: say I go out. And I have a, a Coke Zero.
0: A drink. Diet Coke or something. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you... Yeah, that's I okay with you. <laughs> now, this is also something too, because I know you're heavy in the gym. I haven't even gotten to that portion. So, you know, everyone always says January, Monday, whenever the first day of January that the yes. Monday falls... I'm in the gym, I'm going in, I'm going to lose weight. I feel like it's house money for me because I done already lost the weight that I was supposed to lose in January 1st, but now I want to look like Justin Bailey. You know what I'm saying? And we had those conversations of, of the things that I'm trying to do. And we talked about the different cardio. You see the, the row machine back behind <laughs> you and all that. What's more important? Do you think it's the diet or you think it's the working out part?
1: I think it's definitely the diet mm.
0: where- Percentage wise, what is it?
1: It's probably like 70%. 60% diet and 40% actually gym stuff. Okay, so,
0: and I'm only saying this because, like, I'm slim, but I definitely need to tone up like you. You know what I mean? And I know that's going to, like, when, don't get it confused, right? Justin Bailey has, I don't know, you got a nine pack? What do you got? You got something.
1: <laughs> He's lying, audience. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe not today, but, like, if, <laughs> if if you go into the Amalfi Coast this summer, that's what you're going to have, but... I already know for me, just also like me, my previous life being a personal trainer, I know that takes work. Like you have to specifically work certain group muscles in order for you to have that look. You have to do a specific type of hypertrophy. You might have to do circuit training. And that just comes with like, you could be slim all you want with the diet. Yes. But now you got to do the extra work. So that's interesting that you say 40 to 60 because honestly, like I've only focused on my diet 100% and I got all these results. Now I'm just thinking like, if I start working out, that gotta be house money, but.
1: And that's the whole thing, because as you said, I the diet is more important than the mm. actual gym portion. That's the 60 part, where there's a lot of people who are in the gym who don't care about their diet. They have all the muscle in the world, but you can't see it because it's, it's fat over it. Mm. And then that hinders their physical appearance. Mm. But let's say you trim down the fat a little bit, like, oh, I have all these muscles. But if it's hiding behind your poor diet, Cause it's very hard to What's
0: up Oh yeah this is This is Jeff This is my boy right here That's Justin
1: <laughs> It's very hard to outwork A, a bad diet mm. Cause If you actually read Like nutrition labels And serving sizes And you see how much Like 100 calories is And how long it takes To actually burn off 100 calories Not even worth mil, it
0: Not even worth it
1: Like I spent hours To burn off one meal Yeah To burn off like Two scoops of rice Yeah So that's why I'm happy you were able To be disciplined For the diet That's the, the hardest part Okay so
0: I'm I'm Feeling good So Shout out to Jeff. He just he just walked in. He recently, I'd say, within the past two weeks, right before Christmas, he he realized how serious the air fryer is. Talk about your your experience <laughs> with the air fryer.
1: So that that's that's been my best friend for years.
0: For ye- see, for years. Where have we been? Where have we been? Go ahead.
1: Because the thing in my community,
0: we fry a lot of stuff. <laughs> 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 we'll call it how it is.
1: And it's unhealthy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Calling it how it is. It tastes amazing, but that's unhealthy. Hundred percent. Whereas uh, air fryer gives me close enough with a lot easier.
0: So much. It's like the perfect parts of a microwave and the perfect parts of an oven without like having to like really micromanage it. That's what I always hated about. Like I had a toaster oven here before in the chop shop, and what I hated about it was like if you're like two minutes late, your food might be burnt. Oh yeah, always. It. Here it's like. <laughs> Like I have no fear that I'm yeah, going to yeah. burn my food. Why? Why? Why do I feel? What? Where was this before? Like, did this just yeah, all of a sudden? It. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. It's, it's a revelation, though. Yeah. It's but nice talk- thing.
1: Like, even like going on YouTube and seeing all the things I can make with the air fryer, mm. I'm like this is limitless. I never get bored with using it.
0: Interesting. So you obviously live a healthy lifestyle. Talk about the different things that you have made in an air fryer, especially now. And I always see you. You have your little grocery cart. I'm like, I'm not willing to do that yet, Justin.
1: <laughs> so my my. Everything right now is the chicken breast. Where is there a specific
0: brand that you get? I'm poaching you because I want to do these things.
1: <laughs> You're gonna hate me, but the, the Walmart brand.
0: I'm not. I go to Walmart. I have, have no budget. ego. <laughs> I got no ego. Go ahead. As long as you flavor it correctly.
1: And that's the part. Like, oh, it tastes bland. I'm like, because you don't have no seasoning. Mm. That's where my culture comes in again. Where I'm not eating no bland food. So what? What?
0: How do you season it then? So
1: that's the thing. I season it before because I. Won't do you food. use
0: the Pam Zero spray? <laughs> yes. See, I know it. I, see, I'm just coming to the same... Go ahead. I'm going to look like Justin Bailey this summer. I use that, I'm so excited. I use
1: that for everything. Stove top, everything. I'm using the, the Zero mm. Pam thing. Mm. But just like with the, the different salt-free seasonings. That's the other part. Salt makes you hold more water. That's just what salt, salt- does. Salt-free do.
0: seasonings. Where do you find this? Can you Walmart. start sending me pictures of it? Yes, I got you. Okay.
1: <laughs> Mrs. Dash. That's the brand. Okay. <laughs> Where it's, it's salt-free seasonings and tastes amazing. Between that and then that's the the pre-seasonings. Mm. Then you have your, your dipping sauces for your, your chicken or whatever thing is made already. But now you need a little extra kick because you, you ran out of seasonings to use. Now you want to spice it up. Where I have a sugar-free, I think G. Hughes is the brand I used to use for that. Where they have like sugar-free barbecue sauce, honey mustard. And at first, it's going to taste different than a regular sugar-filled because it's two different worlds. Right. After a good, like, month and a half, two months of using it, you're going to forget what the other thing it tasted like. Mm. And sometimes absence from the mind is what you need. Interesting. Whereas now, even when I do eat fast food, it, it, t- it tastes weird to me because there's just so much extra added things to the mm. food. My body isn't used to that. I get a sugar rush and things like that. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> Interesting.
0: So, literally, there's three McDonald's that are equidistant from the chop shop. <laughs> I got the reverse problem now. Before I would go like you know four piece nuggets. That's that's pretty simple. I don't. Now I just get these Tyson ones or I get something else, and I literally make it like the spicy nuggets and Wendy's. But now I got the opposite problem. Before I would always have an abundance of sauce, but now I just need to go to McDonald's to just get the sauce. Or, or but now you're telling me all these different things. Do you feel like the air fryer too? Not only just all of the health benefits and all the things that you can make at home. Do you feel that? it's really helped you save money? Do you feel like it's just been more economical because you're just okay with eating things that normally would just be kind of okay in the oven or a toaster oven, but here it just like everything tastes amazing?
1: Yes, especially now with the cost of everything going up. Mm. My air fryer is already paid for. So anything I'm buying now is just the food to put inside of it. Yeah. Whereas all the outside food, oh, this costs $8 for a value meal now. I'm like,
0: what? I'm I, I starting to feel the same way, man. I used to go to McDonald's all the time, but yo, shout out to the air fryer, whoever made it that invention, man. I, I really love, I mean, in fact, me and Jeff, we our next destination, we're going to bring my air fryer and we're going we gonna to cook and we all going to eat for free. So thank you, man, but... Hey, just want to say, full disclosure, we are taping this on Sunday, January 2nd. Happy New Year to you and yours. I think everybody had a safe time. Um, How was your New Year's? Was it cool? And Mm -hmm. I know I'm only saying this because of the advent of the new strain that's happening for coronavirus.
1: With the new strain, I just basically laid low, was with a few of my friends, kept it very small, kept it safe, but we still enjoy each other's company. Mm. Because one thing throughout the past two years is at first I had to isolate, so I couldn't even see my friends. So you appreciate the, you appreciate the little things now. So me spending this New Year's with my friends meant a lot. Mm. Whereas in, when I was younger, I'd go to parties and things like that. Didn't
0: we all, right? <laughs> Didn't we? I don't even know if we can do that again.
1: Now that I'm older, I appreciate the the little moments.
0: Word, word. Um, and also, this is your first time. Welcome to the Chop Shop. Is there one thing that is like just catching your eye? Because I know there's just it feels like a museum in here.
1: Yes. Every place that you turn here is something completely different. Mm. And that's the thing. My favorite part is the old pictures of you. Yeah,
0: it's verification that I played. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is, this is me my junior year. So ironically, we lost in the semif. We were really good that year. Um, this whole team, so the seniors that were freshmen, they lost in the finals to St. Dom's. And that year, we went to Hofstra and we played St. Mary's who had Joel Suarez that year. <laughs> And they killed us, but we were never scared. We yes. played really well, so we came in third. We came in third. We were, I think it was St. Mary's, Shamanade and us. So, you know, I had a good career. I, I obviously, it wasn't St. Mary, but if you look behind you, you can see all my championships in volleyball. So, we do that. We <coughs> do that.
1: I don't know. If you actually was into volleyball like that?
0: Like oh, I you mean, see all my. This is, they, these aren't even all of them.
1: I know you coached <laughs> it, but I'm like, eh, he probably does it passively. Oh, you didn't know it was like this? Like the off season of basketball? Nah. Well, no, this is really part of I you. what I do. Yeah,
0: yeah. And what's so interesting that you say that is like, people that know me as a volleyball coach, they can't believe that I'm a ref. And <laughs> the people that ref, they can't believe that I'm a coach like that. But I'm just as, you know, that's that's something that I do. But that's that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to see the verification because we know that you played. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get into this weird 2021-2022 season. Before that, I want to get back to like, When things started opening up a year ago around this time in January, where were you in officiating? Because I know we did catch up in the summer 2020 and that's when George Floyd was happening. We were all inside and we were trying to do everything socially distanced. But you know, I never would have thought that the coronavirus would basically adapt to the point of like where frustration also meets like coexisting with like everything happening. Like now we don't, we kind of don't care. And you know, even me, we, me and Jeff, we always have been trying to stay safe. But like now, it's just like the frustration is to the nth degree. So going back to that conversation that we had in the summer, and then finally refing six months later, did you even ref that year?
1: So that's the whole thing. <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long since we spoke to each other like, right. on this. But I took a whole year off.
0: Mm. So you ain't even, you ain't even ref.
1: Because I was just full of so many different, so much different information about oh, this is how you prevent it, this can kill you. If you're this, this is going to hurt you more. And I'm like, so much confusion. Mm. And back then, I was still with my parents. So I was worried about their health also. So it wasn't just me I was worried about. Now, fast forward, I'm living on my own. So I can take different measures.
0: Mm.
1: As you said, it's just that now we have more information. We can live a little bit less restricted.
0: Well, yeah, we have we have resources now, right? Yes. We, we know that mass work. We know we have vaccines. Yes. Uh, the only problem is, is that... The more people don't do those proper precautions, it still can circulate and it'll still, and it can mutate and it could start affecting people that do have the resources.
1: And I think that's what this timeline has just shown. Yeah. Where if we would just try to conceal it properly in the beginning, the first couple of months, then we'd be having different conversations right now.
0: That's completely out the window now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we passed that time frame already.
0: So, what was the moment when you started reffing again? Was there like so a moment where you're like, all right, I'm really going to do this?
1: Well, first, I didn't even go back to ref from basketball. I started right from lacrosse. Because it was outdoors. Outdoors, you felt, yep. safer. Mm-hmm. I'm not on top of anybody. It's open space. So that was probably, damn, probably like April-ish. And I wasn't even sure when I was going to start basketball again.
0: How rusty were you when you went up? You must have been super rusty.
1: It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I looked like a brand new official
0: again. Boy, I remember Cos called me up. In February, he's like, "We're starting in three weeks. You good?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." I hung up that phone like I ain't good at all. I don't even I don't even know where my pants are. I put on my pants. I had to leave it like, I had to like zip it up halfway, right? And then my partner was like, "Pull up your pants. What do you?" Th-? I'm like, "I'll be real with you. They don't fit. <laughs> like this is not happening now." And I had to like get the cobwebs out because like I just haven't done any basketball games there. So I really took the time this summer to be like, you know what? I'm gonna work on my skill again. Because, you know, you get personal pride. Like, you also want to like, even though you know it's like muscle memory, you still want to like perform out there. So like, I definitely was methodical in trying to get my skill back. What was your summer like? Did you start refing basketball games? Because the Dykemans, the Rutgers, all of that stuff started opening up. Where were you uh, in your refing, refing basketball at least?
1: So yes, I, that's basically what happened where New York kind of opened up again in the summertime. So I started... Picking back, picking back up basketball slowly, because as you said, I was rusty. Right, I was in a park. I'm like, I can't. I'm getting exposed because mm. I'm not Justin. Right. I can't just rely on my natural officiating skills because I haven't done it in a year plus now. Yeah. But I slowly started getting back into. It. I think good like two, three weeks. I was confident again. Was call and going looking sharp. My mechanics started slowly coming back. And then now I think I'm I'm back to where I was before.
0: Took a little while though.
1: And if anything, I might even be like better. Cause before, before everything happened, I kind of was going through the same moments, movements every day. Mm. And then I had to break and had to get to reflect on my life, my officiating career, what should I be doing different? What should I be doing the same? And I felt that the first few years me officiating was me getting my officiating book using as a coaster and rely on my natural (laughs) talents. But one, with refereeing lacrosse, I can no longer do that because I never played lacrosse. I had to actually open the lacrosse book and learn the rules.
0: Well, it's not a book, it's a pamphlet, so (laughs) you're good with that. At least it's a pamphlet, right?
1: Yes, so that was the first thing like, hey, I can't just rely on my natural ability no more. I took that same mindset, started using it for basketball also, Mm. where instead of me just going off my feel for the game, what got me by the past few years, how about I actually open the book and take it serious now? Because mm. before it was just, I know what I'm doing, no one's gonna question me, so why change it?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But now if I have a certain goal, what well, do I need to actually meet that goal? Mm. What's gonna expedite that process?
0: So, to parallel what you're saying too, is that I think you and I both, we just talked about this off air about an hour ago about how things have, because of this pandemic, we have had time to reflect and You know, even from the last time we spoke in summer 2020, your goals have probably changed. I know for me, I just have been so used to being with my family. I've been so used to being here um, that I just no longer have any interest in chasing a game in the Bronx or Westchester. I like being here. I like having a game five minutes from my house and then coming back home to my fam. Um, So I think initially when we had our first podcast, both you and I were in the car. I remember we was in Elmont (laughs) in the parking lot of Target and we both had the same sights of being a Division One official. Yes. But so much things have changed, you know, and, and I think at that time we were both willing to do whatever it took, however far we'd have to drive, however much money we had to spend to get to that point, to just have a chance to do that. But I think the, the pandemic has kind of reversed it. I know for me, I, I'm never going to get pimped by this game. I'm going to make this game work for me, however that is. How was your relationship change from the pandemic at, to, to refing now like how do you feel about refing now
1: so for the thing is as i, said, I got to reflect more because i got to slow down everything stopped me once the pandemic started And i got to say hey is fishing consuming my life where do i actually want to go with this realistically because one thing to have people in the air hyping you up but are what they're saying is that realistic for you and what's actually required to achieve that goal like people were saying, hey, you can reach D1 basketball, you're young, athletic. I'm like, okay, but right now I'm young and athletic in a few years. the thing is I was single, so I have all the time in the world back then. Mm. Now my time commitment is going to change eventually because I'm getting older. I'm 28 now. I want to start to plan for a future family. That's a big time commitment. I can't be running across the world officiating, especially when my family's like first getting developed. Right. I believe in building a good core, and that's what the fame is going to blossom from. So one, I'm not just chasing a a D1, at least men's basketball title anymore. Now my main goal is just getting to college. Mm. I think if I get into college for basketball, guys or girls, then my personal goal of being a successful quote-unquote referee is failed. Mm. After that, anything else is a plus, but I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to be a D1 basketball official anymore. And the thing is, I might am not even link myself to basketball anymore. Because now during the pandemic I started lacrosse. I'm like, I can go far on lacrosse. You know
0: Kaz does lacrosse too, right? Yes. Yeah. You yeah, know he does soccer too, right? Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: nasty thing. I was too one dimensional before. So focused
0: on that one yes. thing. And and there was nothing wrong with that because it, you know, it looked like that that's what was gonna happen, right? And then the pandemic changed things. And you realize like there's so many different things that you could do with this. Now, you did mention that your goals are a little different, that you're, you're, you're just okay with college and then you'll see how it goes. And you said guys and girls, so that means you are open to coming coming to my side.
1: So that's one other thing that happened during the pandemic. I got a lot more exposure to other people, their ideas.
0: Now, mind you, I've been saying this since I met you, right? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not something I haven't not told you.
1: But I thought you were just went outlier before.
0: <laughs> then you met Carl Small. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as more people started getting into my ear about... There's other possibilities out there my first start this game everybody that I spoke to said there's only one way of quote unquote being a successful official is if at the end of your career you're a d1 the men's basketball official doing Yukon mm. at this point I don't even know if I really want that anymore
0: and and also see everyone also forgets this when you get into junior college you back at the garbage can. <laughs> Exactly. It's not It's not like you get all the games and then you get good. You start making playoffs. You might do the championship. Then you go back to, you get to D3 and then you're back in the garbage can. <laughs>
1: then
0: you move up and then you might do the, the playoffs in D3. Then you make D2. Then you back in the garbage. It's it's a constant battle of being back in the garbage can. Yeah. You know, there's division one referees that don't sniff the tournament. Think about that. There's some NBA officials that don't even sniff the playoffs that have been in there for years. Exactly. So you just know that. There's endlessly levels to this. So I just look at it as like, I'm just happy to be reffing. You know, there's some people that just are not active or, you know, don't do this at a high level. Like, I would never try to discredit the things that you've accomplished because of things that, you know, and that's why I always think of the mantra, yo, be happy where you're at. Do do great at where you're at. You feel me? That way you don't got to worry about all that. Everyone is always so worried about like where they're not, where they think they should be, as opposed to like, yo, I'm doing a girls JV game. And I'm going to enjoy this game. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever thought of it that way?
1: So, yes. I think I'm part of it also was just fair missing out where times during the pandemic and in my life, I had to just cut off social media. Because mm. every time I look, oh, this person just got put on to this game or is doing this big event and officiating. And I'm like, I'm not hating on them, but I'm like, why am I not at that level? And I'm downing on myself, getting depressed, like, hey, I think I'm doing everything I need to, but why am I not there? So one big thing that one of my mentors spoke to me about during this whole pandemic was everyone has their own path where your path might not be D1 men's basketball. And as I started speaking to people like you and Carl, hey, my path might be D1's women's basketball.
0: Or D1 lacrosse.
1: That's the thing, there's so many different possibilities where before I was just one track minded on, I have to do it like this. So just being able to realize I got the exposure that there's other things out there for me to do. There's plenty of efficiency. I'd have found a fish that fits my path.
0: 100%. Um, Now, I want to get into this particular year, 21-22. This season's going on. I know for me, within the past three weeks, before the holiday hit, once this Omicron thing started happening, (laughs) bro, I started seeing red, 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 all through my Arbiter. I started seeing emails, games canceled. Now I'm at the point, like, I've managed my expectations. And also, I just want to say... I can't believe my volleyball season went out without a hitch. Like, nothing happened. We was cool. So, I, to me, not and I was very thankful because our season got shut down last year. But I'm even more thankful because you could just see how much, you know, things are just constantly moving and changing. And, and like, even, even the other day I was at Sacred Heart. They were talking about they were going to cancel the season until the athletic director saw the TV and they were like, wait a minute. We're the only school in the country that's closing down. We should just try to figure it out. Yeah. So I think that's where we're at, right? It's fluid. We don't know if we're going to lose games, get games. I mean, even though I might have lost 10 games, I still gained six games. Yeah. So I know that the assigners are doing the best they can. I mean, it's just like, it feels like an elongated Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Hurricane Sandy seemed like one off. Yes. This seems like four off. Four yes. years off, right? So. Just talk about your experience this year with, with your season, and how is that going, how are you trying to manage it with all the cancellations and just trying to stay safe, reffing with a mask, all these things.
1: So at first, I was just happy to be back on the court. Like, you don't miss something until you don't have it no more. Yeah, and that's real. And then it
0: also felt like kind of, kind of like how it used to because there was people in the stands. And-
1: yes, like I know, like before, I hated people yelling in the stands, but <laughs> I missed that. <laughs>
0: Go to a girls' game. They're still not there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have not experienced. Rush made a bad call. Thank you. You care about me. Mm. <laughs> but even like those little things, and then, as you said, my my last two weeks of the season, if I had ten games, six or seven of them were canceled. The games I did have, I had to call the night before Just the day to make of. Sure. Like, hey, we're
0: still having a game today, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. If you do have a game now, yes, right? Like,
1: like are you sure? Yeah. Like, do you, you know what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> But I think hopefully, as you said, the games I did lose, I did get at least most of them back at the end of the season. So it's not me missing out on anything. I'm not getting impatient. And if anything, it's giving me time again to slow down and reflect, mm. which I think is, is required for me because I go at 1,000 at miles an hour when I'm doing things. So having these breaks to say, hey, from your last break, what went well, what didn't go well, what can you change? What can you keep the same? So having these short breaks actually helps me.
0: Yeah, man, I don't, I don't even know like what's going to happen. What do you think, just your prediction, because the cases are so high. It's the highest it's ever been, and we're still trying to play basketball, which seems like so, not even secondary, it seems tertiary now at this point. Do you think that they're going to shut down the season, or are they going to try to find a way like, what do you think is going to happen three months time?
1: So the funny part is, we had this a similar conversation we spoke last, where how long we think it will last, when the season will be back.
0: I said, yeah, psh,
1: couple months, we'll be okay. And you knew from the beginning, no, it's going to be a while. Mm. So now I'm learning from you. I think we're going to have, I think we should have at least like a two week just, hey, no sports, let so everyone try to. Take That's care what themselves. they should have
0: done. They should have done that like before the holiday. Yeah, I think it's just the
1: end end the year.
0: Yeah, because it's like. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Because even like the NBA, which is like, I'm waiting to get the call too. Like you too, right? We're going to make the league. Getting my sneakers back. We're going to make the league. It might it be someday. playing or refing. I don't even know. <laughs> but I, I'll say that like, it, it's just getting farcical now at this point. It's like, okay, Joe Johnson's in, on the Celtics, like, cool, cool. But are we doing, are we willing to? Do all that just to have the season go off? Yeah. Like, why is not it, do the right thing and have the right... Yeah, yes. I, I just don't know.
1: These are first world problems, still. Yeah. Where other countries are worrying about... Don't even have the vaccine. Exactly. We're about getting the vaccine every day, worrying about entertainment.
0: I mm. you
1: know, put things into perspective a lot of times where we're really crying about entertainment, where people across the world are crying about just survival. Right. In 2022,
0: still. 100%. So I think about... I got real sick from coronavirus and I know I took a little bit of a brief hiatus, but you know, twenty twenty two, I'm gonna go back full force with referee rant. I know you took a brief hiatus as well with ref's corner. What can we expect in twenty twenty two when ref's corner? Are we going back full force, we're gonna start collaborating. What are we doing, Justin? So yes,
1: yes. I took a I took a few breaks actually in the past year and a half since you spoke last. One just for my mental state. I need to slow things down. And two because of my supply chain problems were in order for me to keep my costs low for my products, I had to get it imported. Now any imports, one take a lot longer to come. The shipping costs are way higher. So now instead of me having like two or three releases a year, I only have one last year. Mm. And even that one took months to come, where before it's like a month, it's at my door, it took three and a half months. Where there's there's been days they said, hey, the port is closed because someone caught the virus, so they had to stop everything and try to contain it other places take it a lot more serious than we do here. Oh
0: yeah, I mean we we kind of, like they, they, I said we just we frustrated. Yes, yes. we're frustrated. <laughs> that's that's all I'll say. They don't have the same resources as us too.
1: And that's the whole other conversation that needs to be had. But I'm Filipino. I know what it's like to be from a third world <laughs> country, so I, I get it. But yes, I'm trying to come back full force. Where even I have a a marketing guy now that's going to take care of all my marketing stuff. Because I was one guy wearing a million hats and that's not sustainable, yep. sustainable, especially as I wanna grow. Mm. So that's one part. And then two, I wanna go into other sectors where my main focus before was catering towards the the summer sports outdoors where I had compression gear that kept you cool. But now in the past year, year and a half, I had a lot of Canadian visitors to my websites and product, where they said, hey, can you get things for hockey officials where instead of keeping you cool keep you warm mm. that's the complete opposite and I've had that exposure prior so now this next couple of months I want to focus on reaching that audience and born in my horizon because I don't know I don't understand why I should be limited to just certain sports for officials I think if you're an official I should be able to cater to you mm. even anyone listening to this if you feel you appreciate a sport that I don't cater to yet reach out to me flag like
0: football bro <laughs> come with me come with me that's the future me and Jeff ref flag like football I'm trying to get him to do basketball, but he's just a flag football man.
1: (laughs) Just getting started.
0: Mm. You'll
1: you'll get there eventually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to get him to do basketball. Basketball's a drug, right? Yes. It's a super drug.
1: At first, you're going to hate it. Like These people are yelling at me. You're going to see a few checks. You're going to see you actually start to love the game from an officiating standpoint. Standpoint. Before, I loved it as a player.
0: You don't play anymore, right? No. You haven't played? I
1: can't. I I fell out of love with it.
0: I was looking, I was scrolling through your thing. I'm like, look at look at you and Greg. <laughs> look at these little kids out here. I used to I used to kill him at the rec center. I used to ki- He probably won't admit it, but he he already know. He will look at me in the eye. You know that I know. Greg's to see it. You he know. He know. But he's a great. <laughs> that's thing,
1: I wish maybe I would have started officiating. We just had the idea back then, mm. just to start. Cause this people officiate. Instead of playing a sport in college, they start their officiating career. That's okay though, man.
0: I never played, in, you know what I mean? I never yeah. played at Farmingdale State. That was awesome for you to do.
1: That's something that's two different things to where I don't want to sacrifice the, the career I kind of did have at college. I enjoyed that. That was mm-hmm. my college experience. So I don't want to take that away just for maybe chasing money. Yeah. So each part has their pros and
0: cons. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave more meat on the bones because I, I, I do foresee a part four happening. like of On or around before Memorial Day, hopefully. And, you know, like I said, you got some homework to do. That way we can start collaborating and take over the social media world back. Um, any final words you want to say before we part ways?
1: As I said, I'm sorry for the break for, as even our communication, I just I stopped communicating with a lot of people. I just you had could. to take a break from everything. I do the
0: same thing. I only talk to Jeff. <laughs> I, that's the only, and he don't talk to nobody either. Facts or nah? I mean, not friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like there's times on social media where I'm not logging into the, the ref's corner page for, for weeks. Now, while I go going, I have like 10 messages. I'm like, damn.
0: I think that's normal, though, especially now.
1: But I needed those breaks. Yeah. Now, now I'm energized for 2022. I come in full force. Instead of me giving half my effort for a bunch of years, I'd rather come full force. and we'll take over the game like that. Jim
0: Jim never stopped, though. <laughs> right? Jim <Gym> never stopped <laughs> no, for no, you. No, no,
1: no. Jim is outside of ref's corner, outside of ref, all that stuff. That's just part of me. Work. That's how I operate. That's my meditation to daily. That's how I live. Mm. That's something for me to look forward to every day, to escape from all the madness around me.
0: Word. Appreciate your time, man. Justin Bailey. Me. Anytime, man. Remember, yeah. right before Memorial Day. For Justin Bailey, this is Ralph the Ref. This is The Rant. We are signing out. Peace.